0: Welcome to Two Guys, a Girl, and a Movie Podcast. With Adam, Lee, and Josie, your hosts, taking an analysis of some beloved movies, both blockbuster and lackluster. Grab a bowl of popcorn and see if their collective score and analysis matches your views. It's time for Two Guys, a Girl, and a Movie Podcast. Hello and welcome to another edition of Two Guys, a Girl and a Movie Podcast. I'm Adam. I'm Josie. And I'm Lee. And this week it's an Adam pick. Lucky me. Uh, we're taking a look at 1987's Lethal Weapon, a action classic, an 80s action classic, would you say, Lee? Absolutely. Uh, made by the great Richard Donner, who I'm sure we'll talk about late later. Uh, now, the basic synopsis, uh, Roger Murtar has just turned 50 and only has a few more years left before he goes and retires from the LA Police Department. And Martin Riggs has just lost his wife in an accident, doesn't care if he lives or dies. And when they're paired together, Murtar has problems with Riggs' suicidal attitude towards work as they investigate a drugs baron dubbed The General. Okay, so this movie absolutely kicks ass, in my opinion. Um, I would say, what's your relationship with the film? Let's go with you, Josie, first.
1: Um, I have never seen it before, to be honest, but I do remember when I was younger uh, going to Movie World and they had the Lethal Weapon ride and I absolutely loved the, the Lethal Weapon ride because you got to dangle your feet and it was a big roller coaster, but I'm excited to have finally watched it.
2: And not getting any of the references, but she can say that she's not too old for this shit.
0: Right. Mm, hey. Oh right.
1: God, I finally understand it Yeah,
0: I've right. never I never actually went to the, that's on the uh, Gold Coast It uh, is On the east of Australia, if you're listening internationally I've uh, never done the ride myself, but it looks pretty kick-ass
1: Yeah, I was obsessed with it when I was younger So now at least I understand uh, what it is and the big posters And yeah, we'll get into it All
0: the
2: references that are attached to it? No No, you still don't get it? Nope. No Okay, fair enough Lee uh, Look I grew up with it As a movie um, It's one of my Iconic uh, action actions, uh, Action movies As a kid um, It's something that It's one of my Comfort movies It's something that I go and visit On a regular basis uh, I'll watch all four of them As a binge process At least Maybe once Every two, Once or twice Every two years or so Once or twice a year maybe
0: Yeah I went through them Last year
2: Yeah It's it's just an easy watch um, And it's funny actually We are talking about this But we'll get into this A little bit later But it turns out That we've actually been Watching different versions of it yeah so yeah. obviously I was watching the director's cut and then realized that I was watching it on Netflix I think it was and Netflix actually had the original cut which obviously was missing certain scenes and I thought I was going bonkers because I'm like where's this particular scene and it's gone and I thought I was going mental but yeah wrong cut <laughs> okay sorry moving on
0: well, there you go uh much like yourself I grew up uh, around a lot of old school action movies uh, with with my dad, with my stepdad. Even my mum's a big action movie fan. And uh, I remember seeing this at a young age and really enjoying it. And when you're young, certain things stick with you more than others. Um, I'm too old for this shit being like the thing that Roger Murtaugh always says, always struck me as funny. Because when you're little, someone saying a swear word <laughs> is just like the best thing ever. So true. Um, one thing that always stood out to me about number one, for whatever reason, was the start.
1: Oh, that was the first thing I wrote down.
0: It starts with, you know, Jingle Bell Rock and the girl's all coked up and, you know, you see a little bit of boob and she jumps off. And uh, I love
2: the little mention of the fact that you just had to chuck the little bit of boob in there. Like
0: when you're a little (laughs) kid and you see this shit, you're like, whoa. And Anyway, did you know she did that stunt herself? Really? Yeah, legit.
2: Oh, well, that goes all of my fun facts about that movie. Let's uh, just wrap that up right now. Yeah, Thanks, t- right, brother. <laughs> Thanks got, very much.
0: I got you. Uh, I got you sorted on that front. Anyway, um, real quickly though, Richard Donner. What an absolute dude, right?
2: Absolutely, he was a phenomenal director. Well, not fun ph- He not was. He is a phenomenal director.
0: Yeah, true. Uh, he, we did lose him in 2021. Uh, he did the original Superman movie, the Christopher Ooh. Reeve one, uh, the Omen, which is an absolute classic. I'm not sure if you would have seen that one. Jose? That's right no. up your alley, isn't it, Josie?
1: I'm going to say that's a hard no for me.
0: No, okay. Yeah. He did uh, *Scrooge*. He did *The Goonies*. One of our least favorites. Hey, yeah, it's up there.
1: Yeah, it's up. There. Top yeah. five.
0: Yeah, he's he's done a lot of good stuff, and this is but one of them. And, of course, it spawned a franchise like we touched on. You've seen none of these before, have you, I've seen
1: you? absolutely none, um, but I've heard from both you and many people that I need to watch the second one.
0: Oh, look, well, the purpose of
2: this podcast were at least can help uh, remedy that problem and get you up to speed with some of the uh, better movies that are out there.
1: Supposedly, arguably, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Number two, uh, in my and many people's opinion, is is the best of the franchise. But uh, whilst I don't think this was like the first buddy cop movie or whatever, it definitely spawned a uh, a lot of imitators. I'd say, would you agree, Lee?
2: Yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, it was. Um, it definitely paved the way for obviously uh, the, the the buddy cop franchise. Uh, it made it successful. Yeah. I think it's probably the best way to put it.
0: And not only is it a great movie, a great action movie as well, but it was written by Shane Black. And um, do we have a quick moment for Shane Black?
2: Oh, look, I was going to say, do we have a quick moment for Shane Black? More more importantly, can we put an entire podcast for Shane Black? I think I'm, we am I'm
0: okay with this. Yeah, I
2: think, you and I, I think you and I could do that.
0: Yeah, Shane Black is a very famous writer and he wrote Lethal Weapon. His version of it, though, was a very, very much darker movie. Um, Richard Donner helps sort of make it a, a bit more, I guess, fun. Yeah, well, family friendly maybe. Family friendly, family friendly. Yeah. friendly. Yeah, I, I thought yeah.
1: it'd be more comedic. This movie,
0: uh, second onwards is. Yeah, so
2: I guess with with the introduction of Leo Getz or Joe Pesci, the comedic value really, really rises. Okay. But for my and obviously we'll do that when we do Lethal Weapons Two and onwards. But in my opinion, it increases the comedic value without decreasing any of the other values that are attached to those films, like yeah. Thor
1: Four. Is it Thorfall? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Thorfall oh, was God. trying
2: to be too funny, yeah. and I think that was the
1: problem.
0: Yeah, yeah. 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 went too far. Wasted Christian Bale. Uh, okay, if we take a look at our first lot of the characters, uh, sorry, categories. Uh, basic casting. Um, let's go around the room. We'll start with you, Lee.
2: Uh, look, I gave it a four out of five. Um, mm. The reason why I gave it such a high score is obviously Mel Gibson and Danny Glover. Um, their on-screen chemistry is phenomenal, um, and as that whole buddy cop franchise thing obviously was springboarding off them specifically, that's a big reason why it was so successful because they worked so well together. Um, obviously, Mitchell Ryan is the general. A lot of people, a lot of people, especially uh, maybe who, who are familiar with watching TV in the nineties, would probably know him better from Dharma and Greg. Oh yeah, that was um, my one
1: reference that I got. <laughs>
2: Sorry. John. Good one, Lee. Look, so my, proud of myself. For me personally, I loved him specifically in, um, if you want to cross-reference, I loved him in Judge Dredd as a, as a, oh. bit, of, as a bit of a weird sort of uh, sidestep. Yeah. Um, but Gary Busey apparently actually oh. rekindled his career. It did. Apparently. As, I read that too. Yeah, as Mr. Joshua. And he was phenomenal as Mr. Joshua. Um, I've also got special mentions to Darlene Love, Tracy Wolfe, uh, Damon Hines and Ebony Smith and Stephen Kahan and Mary Ellen Trainer. Just a couple. Well, the reason why I'm giving them special mentions is because it's it's unusual for a four movie, uh, for a four movie quadrilogy, uh, to spawn obviously four movies in a ten or eleven year succession and keep the same cast.
1: Yeah, that is big.
2: And as they grew up, the movies and the storylines worked with their ages, mm. and um, yeah, the cast obviously remained the same
0: across the board. Okay, what did you think of the cast? Um,
1: I couldn't take uh, Gary Busey seriously because of Entourage. I was a big fan of Entourage and he is just an absolute wacko in the Entourage series. And and in real life. Well, yeah, I think he placed himself in Entourage. So that pretty much sums up. So when he's doing all his serious scenes and things like that, I, I just couldn't take it seriously, but, um, loved Mel Gibson. Um, in his crazy, crazy ways, I thought that um, he played that really well.
0: It's a very big role for him at the time as well. Yeah, he,
1: you know, I, as I said, I kept thinking it was going to be a comedy, and then you know he goes down his dark path and does his his crazy shit, and much um, like he
0: did in real life.
1: Yeah, very much so, and I, 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 was all for it. So yeah, it was not bad.
0: You were all for him being a good actor, not doing this sh- horrible oh, shit. Oh yeah, hundred percent.
1: But the the bad guys, I was a bit. Uh,
0: like, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I think Danny Glover and Mel Gibson. Every time now, when you go and watch some prime Mel Gibson, you're like, man, why? Why'd you? Why'd you have to go and fuck it all up? <laughs> why'd um, you ruin yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Him and Danny Glover's chemistry together is just dynamite. Um and absolutely love those two together and through even though some of the sequels are better than others those two together always work mm-hmm. and yeah. it's believable and I love everything about it. Gary Busey is really cool. Uh, my honorable mentions are a little different to yours, Lee. Okay. Um, Edo Ross. Edo Ross is a bit of a a bit of a uh, person you've probably seen a lot of, but. Uh, don't really know who he is. This guy. I'm showing you a photo, Lee, like it matters. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He, yep. was in, he was in a bunch of uh, like 80s stuff. He's in Universal Soldier, uh, Red Heat. He's the
2: guy uh, that played that random crook. There's like, you're out there, man. You're yeah, like Pluto, right? Yeah,
0: that's yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's him. So he's, uh, he's, he's just one of these guys that recurs in these like little roles here and there. Um, a big one for me, which you guys are probably going to be like, what the hell about, is uh, Tom Atkins. Do you know Tom Atkins, yep. Lee? Massive Tom Atkins fan. Like I absolutely like froth for Tom Atkins. Do you have
1: a photo for me for this one?
0: Yeah, I do. He's the, the dad of the woman that commits suicide at the start, the uh, old man. Oh,
1: yes, 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 yes.
0: Who turns out to be in on the, uh, you know, know a little thing mm, or two about the operation. devil. So, He's- He's got a pretty uh, manly mustache. Oh, His mustache, mustache is iconic. So basically, he's a he's a, a bit of a player in the horror industry. So right. he's in uh, John Carpenter's The Fog. Uh, probably best known for uh, Halloween Three: Season of the Witch. He's in creep Creepshow. Um, he's also in a great movie called Night of the Creeps, where he's like this detective. He's just he's just cool as fuck, and I love this man to and death. This is like, why I don't know
2: him. So for everybody playing at home, or for anybody who actually doesn't already know, if you haven't already picked up, Adam is a massive horror movie fan. Man. Absolutely love And
1: it. Lee and I are...
0: Uh, not. Are not, uh, yeah. But we're really looking forward to doing all the rom-coms with Adam. <laughs> yeah. Look, we'll get to that. Um, Lee, you forgot one major name on your list.
2: You know, it's funny actually because I I felt like I was talking too much so I left him off but he's actually at, right at the bottom. Um, special hat tip to... I actually got, uh, as verbatim, yeah, random buddy. hat tip to Al Leong who has made a career out of being a non-speaking Asian henchman. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Al Leong is just... Incredible. Um, He's uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. He plays Genghis Khan. Uh, He's in Die Hard and Lethal (laughs) Weapon. He is in Die Hard and Um, Lethal Weapon. He's in Big Trouble in Little China. He's in uh, Rapid Fire with Brandon Lee. Also Showdown in Little Tokyo with Brandon Lee. Um, He's in Deadwood. He's in... Christ, was. Wow, so I'm going through his IMDb. He's also in Lethal Weapon 4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's
2: basically if if Hollywood needed a random Asian the guy- The token Asian yeah, guy. Yeah, needed an Asian henchman. He's not going to get any lines. He's just going to be that guy that looks menacing in the background. Al Leong's man.
0: Like every time in the 80s and 90s, he was the go-to.
2: And my favourite scene out of all of his scenes is the one specifically in Die Hard. Um, when uh, they're all prepared to whether whether they're coming in and they're storming the uh, storming the building, and he's uh, where he sets up and he's ready to obviously fight all the cops. He sets up right next door to the candy store and he eats a whole bunch of chocolate bars while he's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just so weird and so random and such a random thing to do. And
0: yeah, it's my favorite scene for him. The guy's just incredible. I
1: I was thinking before when I was saying how much I liked um, Mel Gibson's crazy. Do you think this set? up Mad Max for him?
0: Oh no, this was before. This is- Sorry, that that was before this. Really? So so, do you think
1: Mad Max set up for Lethal Weapon? Yes.
0: So Mad Max 2 was like a massive hit in America Mm -hmm. and that would have helped him get to this. He also knocked back roles in The Untouchables and The Fly to take this. Oh, wow. Also, one we're going to touch on in the trivia later, but no, no, um, because Mad Max 2 wasn't actually billed as Mad Max 2 in America. It was called The Road Warrior. So everyone thought it was just like a standalone movie. And then based upon that being such a massive hit, they sort of had eyes on him and- um,
1: Oh, yeah. there you go. A little fun fact for me to know.
0: There you go. The next thing we look at in our the, categories. Sorry, before I go any further, can
2: up? I get some scores for you guys? What are you thinking?
1: Um, out of one, that was a 0.5 for me.
0: Oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah, out of out of out of a score of one, it's either zero point five or one. Uh, I gave basic casting a full one because it's awesome. Yeah, okay. you, you did it out of four, you fucked up. Yeah, I
2: did. I, okay. really, I really did. I'm
0: leaving that in. Um, you the, know
2: what? It gets five out of one. That's what it gets. It's, oh it's, honestly, God. the casting is that good. The go, casting so is. I will
0: allow it. Uh, next is the basic score or soundtrack. It's it's all right. Like it's it's the thing is. As well. I didn't think
1: there was anything to it. It made it reminded me of um, Peter from Forgetting Sarah Marshall. You know when he goes into the Um, score his job and he's like just found Uh, out uh, that Sarah's cheating (laughs) on and he's just like pressing buttons and doing anything that's what i felt like the background just i don't
2: make music i make tones
1: yeah <laughs> just uh that's what i felt like this sound tr- uh the cu- the soundtracking score was like it well, was you, just you a bit you
0: say that but there's a lot of christmas songs it's, it's you know there's that's the, the argument for it being a christmas that movie that's the just only as thing that i
1: appreciate about the soundtrack/score of it is the jingle bells opening and all the little christmas music throughout but other than that
0: is it elvis singing a christmas song at the end or
2: Uh, I don't know I I didn't I didn't really pay attention to the soundtrack and you're 100% correct the score was nothing for me yeah
0: well apart from uh, Eric Clapton
2: was that for that movie I thought it
0: was all of them I thought the little
2: no I thought it was just specifically Eric Clapton was just specifically for one of them
0: if it is it's three I just figured that he did I know
2: fields of gold by sting was the theme song for number two
0: and then number three is the it, it had to be me or something like that. That's no, 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 that's the one song. I'm talking about. No, that's, that's the one. Yeah,
2: that's the one I'm talking about.
0: Three's my least favorite.
2: Yeah, that's probably. Oh, I don't know. Four's pretty bad.
0: Nah, four's got Jet Li.
1: Oh boy, but
2: it's still bad. I it's feel the debate Benny. is coming on. Yeah, but it's it's still bad.
0: They get Chris Rock in there. I think there's more of a case for four than three, but you know what? That can be an episode onto its own. Yeah, I think oh, you're, right. you
2: and I will have some very interesting different points. Uh, t- just I so to, uh, I don't this. know if you guys have actually realised this. Did you not have got nominated for an Oscar? For what category? Yeah. Uh, for, for best sound mixing. <laughs>
0: really? <laughs> what? Legi- With what? It
2: legitimately got os- uh, nominated for, uh, for, for an Oscar for best sound mixing. Well, there's
0: a lot of explosions and gunfire and sound Ooh. effects and stuff. But Oscar worthy? I- I've attached that as
2: part of the score. Okay. Um, where okay. it's not really part of the score, but it kind of is. Um, but yeah, just more of an yeah. FYI for you, as if you if you guys didn't already know.
0: Well, there you go. Um, next, we have the basic plot and story. Anyone?
1: Um, I'm trying to have a look at it. Um, I did a 0.5, like as um, a new watcher. Yep. Now, you know, it wasn't amazing for me. I didn't think it was. like it didn't blow my mind but I can definitely tell that it would have been amazing in the 80s like I can I can tell that it would have been something so different and something so unique and um, something that everyone really appreciated so I'm trying to bring my mind back to the 80s and try to see it in those eyes.
2: Adam?
0: I think that I, I've gone with a, with a point five for the basic plot and story. It's not the story that really gets you in. It's the characters, it's the chemistry, and it's the action. The story itself, I feel simple yet effective. It's essentially like an odd couple, you know what I mean? Mm, Just they happen so. to be cops. But the thing that I really do give uh, give my, my point five to the story is the whole twist about Vietnam veterans smuggling in heroin from Vietnam. I think it's awesome. It's a really cool sort of unique twist that Mm. whilst there were a lot of, I guess, movies about uh, the Vietnam war and Vietnam veterans and things like that, especially after first blood um, this one, the fact that it has them sort of, I guess running somewhat of a black market after the fact I thought was really cool. And it was something that, you know, I I often forget is a main part of the story. I always think like, okay, yeah, there's bad guys and (laughs) these guys do bad guy things and the the cops are going to get them. But yeah, every time when I'm like, oh, that's right, it's it's the, the smuggling heroin, mm-hmm. like, awesome. Um, yeah, Lee. <laughs> Look for me personally, it's it's interesting
2: because the the tempo of the movie the movie just goes. It's it's action from the start, and you mentioned this earlier. Obviously, from the beginning with obviously the hooker. Um, you that know, blew she, my mind. You I know, she's, from right from the start, she's already she's already jumping off the building, mm-hmm. uh, and then it's just action, 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 and it's go, go, it's go. Such
0: a good looking scene too. The stuff yeah, work in right? this movie is bloody amazing.
2: As far as sort of keeping the the tempo of the film going from sort of start to finish, it grips you and it keeps you going. So, look, don't get me wrong. Obviously, it's a little bit outdated with some of the some of the references.
1: I was, dr- um, it's like he read my mind. There was some lines that they said that I was like, oh. That Oh, that, that's so not okay now. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Well, we should do Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure just for that reason when they hug each other at the, at the <laughs> bottom of the stairs. But um, yeah, but look, it's more about I guess from the tempo perspective, it works regardless of how old it is because even as a rewatch, and specifically from a rewatch perspective, you can tell that it just moves Mm. and it moves fluidly. It doesn't feel forced and it moves fluidly moving from scene to scene and everything makes sense. Mm. It wasn't just put in there just for the sake of, you know, that's what the story needs. Yeah. I I don't know.
1: I'm sorry to jump to notable scenes, but I just found the um, fist fight at the end. So random.
0: Oh, We're going to talk about that. Oh, Josie. We're definitely going to talk about that. Horrible take, Josie. Um
1: (laughs) I just like, just kill each other. (laughs) Or like they had a gun, like why? We'll
0: we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, The other thing is that like, it's it's not a one trick pony. Yep. Like, um, you know, not only do you have the dynamic between Riggs and Murtaugh you have the fact that like Riggs at one point is putting a gun in his mouth and he's just, yep. you know, mm. he's, he's he's missing his wife who he's lost. And, yeah. you know, you have the other side of like, you know, Murtagh's just kind of like ready to sort of pack it and he's done with his job. You've got all these other little things, like at least in the early stages of it, you've got the Tom Atkins character who wants vengeance for his lost daughter. You know, there's like a lot of, like multi facets to it, as much as it is a pretty straightforward premise, I think it's really cool how they sort of balance all the things that they do.
2: Well, the transition um, specifically uh, that, that I found is, especially when sort of you know at the beginning, Riggs is putting a gun in his mouth, and right at the end of it, he feels like he's part of the Murtaugh family, was a bit which safe. is that that's the whole that's the whole you know background process of what mm-hmm. they're trying to do, where he actually doesn't need the bullet anymore because he's part, he's found another, he's found another family, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and they've done that really well without going. on over the top about it. Um, And I think movies
0: miss that these days. Well, I was going to say the same thing. You talk about how Josie speaks about how like some of these things, you know, would be done very differently today. I don't feel, it would be so laid on so much thicker and heavier nowadays, you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: it was just some of the uh, lines that they said. Oh no, I
0: I totally get that. Like, but you know what I mean? Like the way how the, like like what Lee was saying, like it's kind of like uh, just the subtleties that work so well. Yeah, less is more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've right. got one more thing to add. I'll go ahead. Um
2: I really like how a massive key uh key to the plot line happens in 5 minutes in the first 5 minutes. So yes okay whilst the hooker is obviously jumping off the building is important. Uh sorry, it, it's obviously it's you know it's fast paced and all, you know this stuff is yeah. happening and run around. Somebody's radda. daughter
0: Lee it's... you keep referring to her as, as the hooker. <laughs>
2: Mate, she's a hooker. <laughs> and she did.
0: Was she a hooker though?
2: Yeah, well, she was, wasn't she? Yeah, she was. Cuz okay. Dixie was a hooker
0: and she was she was rolling tricks.
1: She she was a hooker like okay, she, okay, maybe okay. she was a, a, a nice this hooker is, a classy this hooker. Is, this, All right. is, this
0: is Tom Atkins' daughter. We're talking. I'm, about. I'm,
2: I'm getting i I'm getting a lot of uh, really really bad looks from Adam, so I'm going <laughs> to rearrange what I'm saying. So the lady of the night specifically, and not the Besser, hooker. Besser. Yeah. So the lady of the night um, jumping off, or you know, obviously coming off the uh, the balcony. Mm. Um, I like the fact that obviously it's a massive action sequence um, and that we're straight into the action immediately. But what I also really liked is that whilst that's happening, it's still a massive plot point. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're not sitting there waiting for the plot to sort of drop, or you're not waiting for the plot to get there eventually to go through character development to understand what's happening. Like it's happening right now. It, it kicks off the, straight into
0: it. Yeah, it kicks off the story. Yeah, for let's a while just there. let's get into on with it. it. Yeah, which um, I, I feel is less common back in those days, but nonetheless uh, notable scenes. Who wants to kick off with that? <laughs> let's send, well, let's, I, let's send it over to Josie. <laughs> Josie, because she's going to get beef about I that know. fight.
1: Apparently, <laughs> I just, uh, before I get into that, I love. Loved the gun range scene. Yeah. When um, Mel Gibson's just really cocky, he puts it. He just gets keeps putting it back, putting it back, putting it back, and I just found that little bit of humor um, really good in that scene. Before we go get beef, that was my favorite scene.
0: Okay, uh, I really like the um, the scene on the rooftop when there's a guy who's about to jump and oh yeah, and uh, Riggs goes up. Not, and
2: not the, the lady of the night. Not, not the, the lady. The, of no, the night. Not, no, not, okay. not,
0: to, not the great Tom Atkins's daughter. Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, no, no, but you know, the, you know the scene right? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, guys. Yeah. Like, like ready to jump or whatever, and then he handcuffs himself to him and Yeah, I feel sorry for
1: Mortar in that um that that scene. You just you can just feel the stress that like he is like most of the movies. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can I just clarify? You're talking about that scene, you're talking about obviously with the guy jumping, but you're also talking about the scene directly after that where um Riggs and Murtar he's putting the gun in his mouth or he's putting it underneath his chin, and they're obviously trying to fire Murtar's gun, and Murtar's the one that stops it.
0: No, but that's a good scene too. Are you including that? No, I'm just going to include the jump. But that's a good scene as well. Any scene with like Danny Glover and Mel Gibson in this movie is amazing. Um, But yeah, that's that's one of mine. What what do you got?
2: Um, I've got to do it. I'm sorry, and this is not going to make sense to either of you. But my favorite scene out of that movie is the one that got deleted. Really. It's one of my favorite scenes out of that entire movie, and it got deleted. And the reason why, and I know some I, people
0: listening to this may not have seen this scene,
2: so I highly recommend if you haven't seen the director's cut of this film, go and watch the director's cut. Find a way to find the director's cut, or if you're looking for it, look up sniper scene, uh, lethal weapon on YouTube. I think it's still there. But it the reason you
0: sent it to me, I had never seen it before until like three days ago. If someone's listening to it,
2: this, if, someone, if someone's listening to this, uh, listening to this podcast this time next year. It might
0: not be there just saying people will hear our podcast and take it down off YouTube <laughs> yeah that's fair enough <laughs> Due um, popularity. no
2: but the, the, reason say- the reason why I'm saying the reason why I'm saying that scene specifically is because it's introduced very early in the movie but it goes to show that he's a great cop but he's a little bit cooked wacky um and the scene is phenomenal where he goes he starts talking to him he calls him he calls this sniper sir Mm. um and then afterwards when the guy tries to shoot him several times he's like right i'm sick of this shit he then fires his gun at him and then screams at him i'm still here asshole that's great and that's that is rigs down to a t
0: Oh, it's a great. It's a scene. good
2: summary. That, that scene just encapsulates him as a character. I the, wonder
1: why they deleted it then.
0: I'd say timing. Just time. Yeah, probably yeah. timing. Um, there's also an alternate beginning and end, which I haven't seen either. Oh, I haven't seen that. Doesn't matter. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, um, I also really like the uh, the meeting in the desert. You know where they're oh, doing yes. the exchange or whatever. Just really good sort of tense sort of action and all that. Lots of gunfire. Lots of everything. You know, all that sort of good stuff. Just just action. Just you know.
1: Also the pool. The pool scene. Oh my! Queensland is coming up. My pool scene. Pool, pool. Um, you Pills. could just feel the plastic on the do. You could feel the anxiety of like them trying to. Oh yeah, I hate you it. know, <laughs> get him out. You you just you just watch and you're like, ah! I felt like that was um really well done as well. Do you want? Do you want to go there? Are we going to the fight? It's, it's
0: my third one. Are you, I'm
1: um, so nervous. I'm gonna.
2: Uh, it's my third one too. Funnily enough, yeah. oh. I'm gonna slide one more in there before we address the elephant in the room. Okay. Do it. Uh, the Murtar meets Riggs for the first time, thinking he's a con. Oh, yeah.
0: That's <laughs> good. Yeah, that that was. Good. Yeah, that's good.
2: Where someone screams gun, and then he ends up on his back. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that was yeah, good.
0: That is great. Um, so the final fight of the lawn between Gary Busey and Mel Gibson is fucking awesome.
1: What is the point of it though? What
0: do you mean? What is the point of it? They're both ex Vietnam vets. They're like tough and rough as all fuck. And uh, look, I know I'm jumping the gun here, but we're talking about, um, we're talking about later on in in our podcast as it's supposed to flow, which we're all over the shop on this one. uh, Favorite quotes of the movie. How about it, Jack? You want a shot of the title? Fuck yes. And then they punch (laughs) on for about eight full fucking minutes. And do you want to take over Or would you like me to keep going No Adam can
2: keep going I'll just chip in when I need to not
0: only do they beat the living piss out of each other For as long as they do Which is fantastic Like give me that shit every day on the week 80s action 80s punching on This my friend Was completely ahead of its time By dare I say a fucking decade He finishes off Gary Busey with a triangle choke No one was fucking doing that shit in movies Let alone in like Like common martial arts in 1987
2: Am I right Lee? Absolutely He is 100% correct I'd also like to point out for everybody listening that Josie left 10 minutes ago. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I, I started to take my headphones out.
0: Like, like UFC brought in like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and moves like that in like the maybe, well, maybe mid 90s or whatever but like no one did that shit in movies ever and this is how this guy beats this guy they there's a couple of throwaway comments about him doing martial arts like i noticed early on in this most recent watch but um no nah, love it i also love and it just devoids all fucking logic how like all the cops rock up and like murtel's like holding them back like no 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 <laughs> he's,
1: like, but first he's be like,
0: like they've got this let him do it
1: like but what uh, i just i don't know if it's a-
2: so can i just pinpoint what is it about it that you don't like or I is it cool? just that it's useless?
1: It, there's no point to it. I don't see the point to it whatsoever, wash and it goes on wash your like, mouth like it goes on for a solid five minutes. Okay. And it's just did, like did you know
0: the original was meant to go a lot longer? You are joking me. <laughs> so, so I
1: was just like, get this over and done with. Like for
2: me, I think the reason why it's it's such a it's such an iconic and important part of the film is for that reason specifically. The whole movie is supposed to be, and Mr. Joshua especially is supposed to emulate this macho guy. But he's not a macho guy, if that makes sense. So, mm-hmm. you know, you know, and that's and that's really sort of uh, encapsulated by. Do you remember the fire scene where yeah, he's, when he like, where, when arms. he lights his when yeah, he lights yeah, his yeah, arm yeah. on fire? The, the whole idea is he's supposed to be this tough guy, but he's not really your, your traditional. Well, he's sort of, a psycho, right? He's
0: like cold. Yeah, and,
2: he's, so he's a bit. It's it's your man's man, right? And he's and he's ready, and he's like, let's just go at it. But the whole concept of the reason why it's good is because you don't like it, because it's Ugh. long, because it's gratuitous. Oh because you don't need it and because it's completely unnecessary. Exactly. That's part of the reason it's why. it's not
0: unnecessary. They've caught him. He's fucked. He's gone. No, no, he no, knows no. he's gone. No, 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 hey oh, no, no, Let's go at it. No, no, Hell no, no, yeah. no, no. I'm saying,
2: I'm <laughs> saying specifically as far as the plot line the is plot concerned, line. I get where Josie's coming from, but part of the reason why I think it's such an iconic fight scene is because it's unnecessary.
1: Okay, yeah. And the oh, only, the, I understand that. The
2: only thing that it's missing is those two taking off their shirts beforehand and rubbing themselves in baby oil. But they're, yeah, b- they're
0: both not body guys. Like you said, one's a nutcase, loose cannon rigs, and then you've got like the stone-cold psychopath, you know, yeah, yeah. they They're not like muscular, yeah, yeah. big,
1: you know. If, um, if this
0: was like five years later in the early 90s, they'd be bodybuilders.
1: My
2: my favorite part of it is the fact that they're not supposed to be kung fu masters although they are technically because they've gone and studied gotcha. it but it's funny just watching two white boys just like basically windmill each other and and man slap each other from a distance as
0: much as i love the 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 triangle choke at the end like i love what he tries to like drown him in a puddle yeah <laughs> that's just that's just ball up well, doesn't
2: he doesn't he try and hit him with like a fender off a card. Something like that. Yeah, oh, he swings gosh. some
0: random weapon. Anyway, that, that fight scene kicks ass. I
2: agree. Um, I agree. But I, I understand where you're coming from. And that's part of the reason why it's good, I reckon. How for did me. you
0: score the uh, overall uh, notable scenes?
1: Uh, point 0.5. Oh,
2: it's a one for me.
0: Big one for me. Um, attractiveness and what your general uh, sort of, uh, uh, how this movie sort of, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm all caught the up in this appeal. fight now. We the appeal. The appeal, there we go. Yeah. I'm still wrapped up in this fight scene. Um, big one for me. This ticks all the boxes for myself.
1: Um, for me, as I said, watching it now, I don't have the enthusiasm that you guys have from watching it when it came out, um, but I can definitely see why it was such a big hit.
2: And can you understand why we like it?
1: Oh, a hundred percent! Like it's got the action. It's it's got the you know fight scene for no reason. Yep. Uh, it's got the <laughs> the fight scene for no reason. That's, that's enough for us. <laughs> the, yeah, yeah. the badass that's guys. Enough. Um, yeah. you know people people like uh, people Mel getting get, shot. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So I completely understand um why it's such a hit.
0: There's I got a two, of chase scenes.
2: I got two words for you, Adam. For me, for as far as appeal is concerned, yeah, comfort movie. Oh yeah, that's that's how I that's how I sum lethal weapon up is comfort movie.
0: Like if you're changing channels and this is on, you're like, mm. all right.
2: Yeah, but it's <laughs> it's worked well enough. Or I've watched it so many times that I'm at the stage where if I'm flicking channels and it's on, I have to watch two seconds of it. I already know exactly what's happened, and I'm looking forward to the rest.
0: Mm. I'll go you one better. Watching this again, as I hadn't seen it in a while, as soon as it was done, I was just itching to put on part two. I agree. A hundred percent. I yeah. agree.
1: As you guys keep saying, it's a, it's a stepping stone to part Two, from what I'm aware. Oh uh, yeah, like I suggested this
0: so we could do part two. Yeah, that's yeah.
1: that's what I'm getting from this. That my score might be a lot lower than what you guys are gonna give it, but I feel that the next one is gonna be a lot higher for well,
2: me. Well, I don't want to, I don't want to pump part two up to the point where all you're gonna be is disappointed. But in my opinion, part two is better. Okay, and uh, and the reason for that, a big reason for that is Joe Pesci.
0: I look forward to it. Do you like Joe Pesci? Yeah. Okay.
1: I mean um, who doesn't?
0: We can continue to be friends. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we we did touch on it uh, earlier in the episode, but Christmas movie. Do people actually see it as a Christmas oh, movie? Oh, look, if
2: you're putting if you're one of those people that puts Die Hard in the same it, it, as a Christmas movie, you can put this as a Christmas movie.
0: Basically, the internet doesn't argue about it. Okay. Like, Bec- it has just as much... There's probably more Christmas shit in this well, that's, than there is in Die That's hard. what I mean. Oh, All- I
2: don't know. The ho-ho-ho, I've got a machine gun now is a, is a pretty... The the fact that it's got ho-ho-ho in it, that's
0: that's very Christmas. Dude, sick. he busts a drug deal at a place that sells Christmas trees. Yeah, yeah that's true.
1: Like, I've just never heard... Lethal Weapon in the debate of Christmas movies, but Die Hard is yeah.
2: so
0: up there. That's True. The internet. Like. But Lethal yeah. Weapon also
2: doesn't get the media attention that Die Hard gets. Okay, fair.
0: True. I, I think that there's just as much of an argument for one or the yeah, other. Yeah,
2: I'd say that. And I, that's why I said before, if uh, you can put Die Hard in there, then you can put Lethal Weapon
0: in there for sure. Okay. Mm. okay. Uh, some quick notable quotes, anyone, oh. obviously.
1: My favorite one was two inches lower, and I'd be a oh, what is it, falsetto? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I pre- I it. I had a good chuckle at that one.
0: Yeah, there's there's some hot lines in this one. Obviously, I'm too old for this shit. Is iconic number one. Uh, yeah, and and you'll hear a lot of that in the sequels too. Um, you, got, uh, are you have you got any more? Yeah, I got a couple. But you yeah, go. okay.
2: Um, funnily enough. Getting too old for this shit, or I'm too old for this shit. Which actually, funnily enough, he doesn't. He doesn't actually say I'm getting too old for this shit. He just says I'm too I'm old too for this shit. Th- yeah. the, the shit in this movie. It didn't make my best lines. Ah, uh, what'd you got at all? Uh, one of my favourite lines is when he meets Rich. Uh, sorry, he meets Murtagh for the first time, and they're in the basement, and they're just about to get in the car. And he goes, "Hey, look, friend. Let's just cut the shit. Now that we're now we both know why I transferred. Everybody thinks I'm suicidal. In which case, I'm fucked, and nobody wants to work with me." Or they think I'm faking it to draw a psycho pension, in which case I'm fucked and nobody wants to work with me. And then Mertar responds with, "Guess what? I don't want to work with you." Yeah, that's a phenomenal line. That that yeah. that particular section is so good.
0: That's got to be a Shane Black line too. Yeah, hundred percent. He, he writes 100%. amazing dialogue. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, I got a real good one after quite a wholesome scene when Mur- when uh, Riggs first comes over to meet the family and mm-hmm. they have dinner and that, and then um. Riggs says something, you know, thanks for the meal or whatever, and and just casually, you know, Murtaugh's like, "Hey, Riggs," he's like, "You really like my wife's cooking?" And after he huh. pauses, he's like, "No, nope. I'll see you tomorrow." <laughs> just something simple like that. I, um, I
1: did like that continuous joke throughout the yeah, the it, movie. Yeah,
0: you you get a bit more of that in other movies too. And I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna bring it out again. Just you know, how about it, Jack? You want to shot at the title? Just fucking balls out, awesome action dialogue. I don't know if you're a fan of that sort of shit, Joe. It's like you gotta love a cool like no
1: punchline it didn't stick with me but but I love how much you love it
0: oh thank you
1: you're welcome the whole
2: movie is basically like that you could technically sum the whole movie up as completely unnecessary (laughs) really what you you think about it yeah Jabs have you got any more
1: um, no, that's that's it for me.
2: I've got a couple more.
0: Ah, oh, man, hit me with it. I'm here for
2: it. All right. Um, just to sort of harp on or to jump on the, tra- the, uh, the train of your wife's cooking, um, where he says, yeah, with your wife's cooking, I'm not surprised. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, a- as an add-on to what you were talking about. And as an ongoing joke, obviously, the I'm too old for this shit or I'm getting too old for this shit, there's another ongoing joke that doesn't get recognised enough, and I'm going to bring it up now. They talk about this all the time. It's That's pretty thin.
0: Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah!
2: They do that in all the movies. I'm pretty mm. sure. And um, when they're talking about like different different ideas, or uh, they've got different um, what's the word I'm looking for? They've got different. Come on, help me out here. Scenarios? No, situations. no, no. Options? Got, no. I where are you going? As with a this? cop, they they've got different. Uh,
0: uh, Hunches, clues.
2: Yeah, hunches. Okay. Hey, um, templates Thank them. you, thank you. Um, you know, they've got different hunches and they're like, oh, they're talking about it and they're like, oh, that's thin. Yeah, that's pretty fucking thin. And they do that in every movie. Yeah.
1: All right, good
0: to know. And now I that
2: find I-, I do that in real life. Like if someone says that to me, I'll say, man, that's thin.
0: Mm. So it's stuck with me. You they've go. brainwashed you. What year were you born, Lee? 86. Oh, so you, you you were born just before this. Yep. Uh, all right, scores. Let's go around the table. Out of five. Oh, you've got to make me go got? first, aren't you? Go first, Lee. I gave it. I gave it a, gave <laughs> it a four.
1: You, you know that it's not going to be high for me. I apologize. It's
0: a four for me. Don't apologize for your own opinion.
1: I know, but I feel like apart it's always that, me apart from being that the one bitch. One time you
0: hung shit on that <laughs> awesome fight scene.
1: <laughs> <laughs> look, I'm, I'm just being realistic here. Um, I gave it a two and a half out of five, so it's oh. still a pass. Two and a half. Yeah. Well, the, Jesus the, Christ, you're the a tough sta- audience. The soundtrack and the score got a zero, which really, you know, cuts back quite a bit. Oh, whereas everything else, <laughs> everything else is like halves or ones. And yeah, 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 not fair. Hey, enough. Look, See where I'm coming from here?
0: Right, so I had four. I gave it a four. You gave it a four, two and a half. So that's uh, 11 and a half out of 15. You're the math guy, Lee. Hang on. Is what? No, no. it's, no. 10, it's and 10 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you're the math guy, Lee. 10 um, and a half. Out of so IMDB five. gives it 7.6 out of 10. How do, how do we measure up to them? Hold, please. Oh, You're actually going to like do maths.
2: 70%.
0: 70%?
2: So we, we stack up at 70% and IMDB have given it 76
0: That's close. Close. Pretty similar. Yeah, okay. All right, that's not bad. That's not bad. Uh, So overall, obviously, you know where Lee and I stand. Overall, Josie, your thoughts on seeing this movie you'd you'd never seen before? I
1: had never seen before and I keep saying it throughout the um, episode that I definitely see the appeal from the 80s, um, what impact it had on that type of style of movies. So I feel like it is something that you do need to see.
0: Okay. Once you saw it, were you... Were you inclined to think, "Hey, I'd like to see more of this"?
1: Um, it's more that you guys keep telling me that
0: <laughs> <laughs> she can't stop us talking about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah,
1: it, it's more that how excited you guys are and how you keep saying that number two just gets even better. Yeah, so I'm excited to see where the you know beginning of this story continues. Where it goes? Yeah.
2: Okay. All right, all right. Fair enough. Well, are we doing? Are we doing special mentions?
0: Special mentions? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Okay. What do you got? I've got I've got a lot. Should we
2: circle back to me? Oh or? boy,
0: Christ! All right, uh, here we go. I'll go with one. Um, so basically, this was getting made around the same time as Die Hard, and both uh, Bruce Willis and Mel Gibson were like favored for each other's roles. Okay, Mel Gibson nearly got the the job as um as uh, in Die Hard in Die Hard, yeah, and Bruce Willis was. Neely Griggs. Wow. Um, that and um, Murtagh wasn't written as an African-American. They, uh, Danny Glover tried out for the part and had amazing chemistry with Mel Gibson like they did. And they just, uh, best guy for the job.
1: I love that for him.
0: Have you got anything?
1: Um- yeah. No.
0: No. Should I strap in. Are you ready? Oh, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Go. Okay.
2: So I'm going to mention the random caviar and Maverick. Uh, oh, yeah, Maverick is a 1994 Western film that stars uh, Mel Gibson. I went straight um, to Top Gun.
1: Okay. Yep. Yeah. So
2: not Top Gun. It's a 1994. It's a remake of the original. Um, it's the remake of the original. I think it's 60s um, TV show.
0: It's uh, also directed by Richard Donner. Is it? Yeah.
2: That'll explain why Danny Glover's in it. Uh, yeah. But anyway, Danny Glover makes an appearance as a bank robber. He runs into Mel Gibson in the bank and they stare at each other for a while. It's a little on the nose. And they stare at each other like they know each other before they shake it off and then they they keep doing it. They also play the music shake scene. Shake it off, you know, little, et cetera.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. For little, little.
2: Um, and then when the robbers are running away, Glover actually drops the line, I'm too old for this shit.
1: Hey. So it's,
2: it's super on the nose It's super low-hanging fruit yeah. But if you know, you know And it's got to have a mention in there um, Mel Gibson turned down The Fly and The Untouchables to do this movie I think I mentioned that earlier, didn't I? Did, yeah. did you? I, I don't know. I, I can't remember. Why
1: does he never listen to you? Um, yeah,
2: it's just I'm going to the... save that one. Mel um, <laughs> Gibson and Bruce Willis were supposed to do each other. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, no, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Absolute mother. Oh, Me, so oh, Mel Gibson and Bruce he, Willis or... used the same gun prop in both Die Hard and and uh, and Lethal Weapon. I have oh. read this today as well. Yeah, Ooh. that's Ran- awesome. It's a random fact. um yeah. Brian Dennehy turned down the role of Murta. Right?
0: Wow. Right? That I didn't know. Yeah, so
2: as a bit bit of a random trivia for you, I don't know if you know who Brian Dennehy is. I have no idea. um, But Brian Dennehy, he turned down the role of Murtar. apparently.
0: Completely different movie. 100%, 100%. Um,
2: Here's a bit of random trivia for you. It's the first movie to show a uh, modern-day cell phone. Yeah, right. And he, obviously you see the giant boxes that he's got when he's going yeah, over yeah. to talk about yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. It's the first movie to show a modern day cell phone. Wow. Um, and here you go. Are you ready? Are you both ready for this? Oh,
1: I'm shaking my boots.
2: Okay. Christopher Reeve turned down the role of Martin Riggs.
0: Whoa. Whoa. Can you imagine if it was Christopher Reeve and Brian Denny? <laughs> Man, what a change that is. Right? I'm just going to
1: wow. pretend like, yeah. oh, game changer. Yeah. Christopher Reeve yeah, I know who. Reeve I know is. who Christopher Reeve
2: but, yeah, just imagine Christopher Reeve instead of Mel Gibson. I can't picture anybody but Mel Gibson playing this role, yep, can't which am. is why it's such an iconic pick for me as far as casting is concerned. Yeah. But putting Christopher Reeve in that in those boots specifically just boggles Oof. my mind. Yeah. And the last piece of uh, – Oh, wow, piece, he's still going. I've got one more. Uh, oh, wow. So Blackie Dammit, or Blackie Dammit, did you mention this before? I don't think so. Blackie Dammit, he plays one of the drug dealers in the Christmas tree lot – He's the guy in the red and black flannel. Do you remember okay. him? Yes. Yeah, yeah. They
1: they have a special mention for him.
2: Yeah. Do, mm. do you know who he is? No. No idea. He's Anthony Kytus' father from the Red Hot Chili Peppers.
1: What? What?
2: Yeah. No, that's his actual dad. That's his dad. No. Wow. I'm going to show – I'm just, sorry. You have to excuse me just for a second. I'm going to show a photo of Blackie Dammit um, in no. Lethal Weapon. And it's Anthony Keith's dad. And it's Anthony Keith's uh, dad. That's him.
1: Oh, that's now him. that you oh, wow. say it, so that's, yeah, yeah, Anthony Kiedis's I can't it. Everyone Let, Google it. Let's I say go it. back.
2: Let's go back one. As, uh, and, and you can see him with Anthony holy he is. shit wow that's, that's he's
1: like a mini me that is
2: great
0: for and the you know audio medium.
2: when i found that out you know obviously you know we've t- it's funny because before we started doing this podcast we had mind-blown moments before yeah this is my biggest mind-blown moment of this year yep that's massive
0: that is <laughs> has he done many other movies
2: uh, not that I'm aware of, but for that, for me to just stumble across, that is huge.
1: So technically he's a Nepo. What is it? Nepo? Is that what they say? Nepo, Nepo baby? Nepotism? No, yeah. Nepo baby.
2: You're I talking know, about the nepotism baby? A, a Nepo is-
1: baby. It's like when your people believe that they're only famous because their Fathers parents- Fathers or their par- parents are, or yeah. they know
2: somebody in the industry?
0: I've never heard of that before. You've in my never of a
1: Nepo baby? No,
0: I haven't. I also hadn't heard that Anthony Kiedis's dad's in Lethal Weapon. So, <laughs> so mind blown, I, right? I, I don't know many things.
2: Let's have a look at what he's in. He was in Magnum PI.
0: Okay. Uh,
2: so he was in quite a few things actually. He was in Alf. Oh, Alf.
1: I'm assuming these are all very small roles. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. certainly. Yeah. yeah, yeah like
1: yeah. actor number three.
0: Yeah, old mate. Drug
1: yeah. drug dealer two. Yeah. Yeah. What
0: a what a. Uh, oh, he's dead now. He died last year. Oh, oh, well, um, that's that's unfortunate. So My rest thoughts, in peace. Thoughts go out to the Kitas family.
2: But, yeah, and what a way to finish, right?
1: What a what a bit of random trivia to, well to finish on. I'm proud of that one. That well is done.
0: good. Uh, and because we jumped the gun, um, so the score was <laughs> we went 70% and they did 7.6 on IMDb. We did close. We did. That's close. Yeah. I'd say that the IMDb score is accurate. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. Sure,
2: we'll even, go with it. Even even with Josie's two point five and oh. her hatred of that oh. horrible uh, fight scene at the end, pointless. Pointless.
1: Anyway. That's anyway, just me.
0: Well, look, it's it's a great movie, and we all had a fun time watching it, even if some parts are more memorable than others. But thank you so much for joining us once again. We'll be back with a wide variety of different movies next time when you join us right here for Two Guys, A Girl, and A Movie Pod. Until then, I'm Adam. I'm Josie. And I'm Leigh. And we'll catch you next time.
1: See you.